What's going on, all my podcast listeners? See Jizzle and the Wizzle bringing you another episode. And I'm going to try to upload another video. I tried making one last night. And it seems like within the last 5-10 minutes it gets fucked up somehow. And system like goes crazy and it just won't let me make a whole hour. So probably going to be like 30 minute podcast. Probably make a couple 30 minute podcasts. Just to ensure that I'll be able to upload them. Um, I wasted one hour last night making one. I tried to make another one. I wasted a whole nother hour. I just decided to give up and I never posted anything. So, with that being said, there's a lot of shit to talk about. Um, The first things first is my landlord is selling the property. And I had no idea. He still hasn't even really told me. But he had, I had went to go get my hair cut the other day. And on the way to go get my hair cut, I ran into the neighbor and made small talk. And he basically told me that, yeah, Tony, the landlord, has made a business deal for a million dollars to sell this property and it could go any way it can go you know where we just continue living here paying the same amount of rent I doubt it I really doubt that because he's supposed to sell it in March which is about a month away and nothing has been talked about for signing another uh, 12-month lease, or I haven't talked to the new landlord about if I continue paying the same amount. Legally, you're obligated to, when you take over something, when you acquisition something, you have to legally abide by all the agreements that come with it. So since me and the landlord have a month-to-month agreement, he, the new landlord, has to also um, be obligated to a month-to-month agreement. So, for him to come in and say, hey, I need to sign another 12-month lease is illegal. You sign this 12-month lease or I'm going to kick you out. That's, That's illegal. So, not going to happen that way. Um, now, there is a chance he can come in and give me a 60-day notice or 90-day notice to get my shit, get the fuck out, find a new place, because we're going to end up bulldozing this place to the ground. That's possible, but if he was smart, he would continue getting the money that he is going to be getting from the rent and the downstairs would be made into a business I don't know what kind of business would be best but like a bike shop a bakery anything along those lines and across the way about 30 yards or so is a lot that has a garage on it that used to be like a tire shop or 
small maintenance shop, something. But it could be easily turned into a barber shop, a tire shop, anything. If you just put the money into it. Everything needs to be renovated. That little shop over there needs to be renovated. Probably torn down and rebuilt. Who knows? But it would be the perfect opportunity. It would be the perfect location to have a business. Because it's right there on the main road. So you can have a business there, a business over here, and rent out two apartments. And make money off of all the rent. Just the rent alone, you know. When you rent out two businesses and you rent out two rental properties, you know. So anyways, a million dollars was the amount that was agreed upon, blah, blah, blah. But I don't know what that includes. I don't know if that's just this building or if it's the whole block. Because he owns multiple different properties. So I don't know if he had a multi-package deal. Like, you know, if you buy this property, I'll give you this property as well. I don't know. What I do know is it's a toss-up. No matter which way you look at it, I don't know what's going to happen within the next month or two. So there's no point in sitting here stressing about it, thinking about it. be honest like I said he can't just kick me out he can't just give me a 15 day notice or a 30 day notice he has to give me a little bit of time to pay my debts to save up some money and the thing is with the old landlord he is going to have to give me back my deposit my $650 deposit I'm sure that's you know he really isn't going to want to do that. He's, I'm probably going to have to take him to small claims court. Because when he gives up all of his rights, when he sells the place, he isn't obligated to repair anything. And that's basically what the, the deposit is meant for, is to make any repairs if I was to move out. So the fact that I'm not moving out, the fact that I, he doesn't have to make any repairs... I am owed that $650, and I I can assure you that he's going to fight me for it, so, because the thing is, who wants to pay $650 out to somebody that they don't have to, you know what I'm saying? I could be wrong, I could be wrong, maybe he is going to be honorable. But this is going to be one of the first landlords out of three, maybe four, that will actually give me back my money. So, because it's not legally his to keep. And let's say I get in with this new landlord for two or three months and then I decide, oh, I want to move out. I can't get my deposit back from the new landlord because I never gave the new landlord a deposit. You know what I'm saying? So, it's going to be, it's, it's going to be me taking him to court, more than likely, and I don't really have the time or, you know, energy to have to go to court 
have to print all that shit out. And that's what a lot of people, that's what a lot of landlords expect is, oh, he's not going to do anything. He's not going to go and fill, fill out the paperwork, and he's not going to take the effort to... But I am, because $650 is a whole month's rent. It's a whole month's rent. If I can get a whole, ahead for a whole month, then why not? And he's going to pay the court costs, he's going to pay me my 650 and I'm going to tell him when I when I message him about this, you can just save all that hassle of paying the court costs and everything if you just give me my money back. And it's not like I'm not, that I don't deserve it and it's not owed to me, you know. So he expects that he's just going to make my $650 deposit and just move on and going to just disappear off the face of the earth. I've got his phone number. I know his name. So if I have to file paperwork, <laughs> I will. Ooh. Anywho. We're drinking on um, PBR tonight. Sipping a little bit of Palma Sun, sipping on some PBR. Um, don't have any chaser for the liquor, but that's what beer's for, right? <clears throat> so I'm off work tomorrow. Everything's gonna be peachy keen tomorrow. I'm gonna get some laundry done. I'm gonna do some grocery shopping. Go and hang out with my mother for a little bit. And then it's back to work the next day and I think I, I go back to work the next day and then I'm off the day after that so work a day off a day work a day off a day just feels so great not really but anywho anywho I've got these old friends or old acquaintances or old people that I used to talk to um, and the list just keeps getting bigger and bigger you know along the way here and there I mean I've got people that oh they claim loyalty and oh they're a great person blah 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 great friend blah blah and about three, four people I've had to cut out of my life. I mean, some people I didn't want to do that. Uh, it just kind of comes along with the comes along with the um, with living life. So, anywho, I don't want to cut out family or people that I thought was my friend or you know it's never fun it's never fun to cut people out and there's people that are probably still listening to this podcast right now who used to be my friend who still listen to my shit they still listen to my podcast I know they do and that's fine 
that's fine. Because I know I give good advice and I keep it real. I keep it real. So if you don't like that and you have a problem with me, you know, and one of the people are like, you're a hater. You're a hater. All you want to do is hate on me and blah, blah, blah. First of all, I don't have time for any of that negative energy. Second of all, I don't have any energy to hate on anybody else. Let's just say that. But when you make six figures a year, okay, your wife makes six figures a year, supposedly. I mean, you guys work at the same place, whatever. I don't know if it's true. But this guy that I used to be friends with, and he used to say that, you know, making $100,000 or more a year. My wife, she's making $100,000 or more a year. But you're, you're living in Illinois. You don't have any property bought. You don't have any, you don't have a car that's, you know, somebody who's making six figures a year, Okay. They're going to have a Corvette. They're going to have something that's, you know, they're not going to have a little $10,000 fucking used Kia, you know, somebody that makes $100,000 or more a year. And if your wife makes that, if you have a combined income of two hundred grand a year and you're still renting and you're still driving a car around, that's $10,000, I don't believe you. I don't believe you. And, you know, you can go out and... This is this is what ended our friendship, quote-unquote. I don't even want to call it a friendship, but... This is what ended our acquaintances after 15 years, is... This kid, this, this guy that I was friends with, he knew that I was struggling, he knew that I don't even make half of what he makes, right, supposedly, this is what he tells me, well, let's just say he makes 100 grand a year, I don't even make 50 grand a year, so this guy is coming to me and he's bragging all the time about how he makes all this money and he just got back from a vacation probably the second or third vacation that he's taken this year and he's like yeah not only did I just take two vacations but I also just got back from a concert that I paid two thousand dollars for two tickets and I'm like I don't give a fuck I really don't care like none of that has anything to do with me and the fact that you're bragging about it it doesn't benefit me in any way so I don't know why you're bragging to me about it but I don't I don't like it, you know, and he took offense about it, and he's like, well, you're just a hater, you're just a hater, because you can't afford to fucking spend two grand on tickets, and I'm like, dude, there's so many other things you could have done with that $2,000, besides go to a lame-ass concert, so... Joe Bonamassa is, man, I mean, he's the king of guitar, he's the king of blues, he's 
the King of Soul, and Joe Bonamassa's tickets are only $800 for VIP seats. I'm sure they're probably like 200 bucks for a normal seat, maybe, maybe a little more, I don't know. Four or $600, you can go see Joe Bonamassa, and that is very high price. Even at that rate, that's very high price. So, if you go somewhere and you spend a thousand dollars for one ticket, and you buy two of them, you're a fucking idiot. You're an idiot. And he's like, well, you're just a hater. You're just a hater because you can't afford it. There's a difference, you know, being smart with your money is one thing, and then going out and blowing $2,000 for one night is a completely different thing. And when you and your wife try to make it out to be like you're doing good things, you're doing positive things for the community, you went you got your degree, and you're trying to help make formula for babies, and blah, blah, blah. Trying to make everything look good for you, but at the end of the day, you're blowing two thousand dollars on two tickets. Like I could have, I could have blew, I could have just went out and spent five hundred bucks, and then taken the other fifteen hundred dollars and bought a whole bunch of dinners and shit from McDonald's and went and taken it and given it out to the homeless people, something. So many, so many other ways you could have spent that $2,000, and a lot of people out there are selfish, they don't fucking think about shit, they don't care, they don't care, like me, for example, I was struggling, I was having a hard time paying rent, I was having a hard time buying groceries, and this is somebody that called me his friend. This is somebody that's like, oh, you're my best friend, we've been friends for 15 years, blah, blah, blah. He could have gave me a couple hundred bucks. I could have paid him back, you know. He could have Venmoed me that shit, or he could have, whatever, you know. And I could have paid him back. Being a, a true friend, that's what you would do. Especially if you make six figures a year, and you see your friends struggling, you're like, here... Have a couple hundred bucks, 300 bucks, 400 bucks. If I was making six figures a year, I could probably afford to give somebody $600. You'd be like, you know, just pay me back when you got it. Here and there, you know. This guy didn't give a fuck. He didn't care. He just cared about going out, hanging out with his... his wife or his girlfriend, whatever you want to call her. See, people that get, go out and get married are stupid. And that's exactly what this guy is. He's stupid. You go out, you get married, and then, okay, everything that's yours is hers, and everything that's hers is hers. So, at the end of the day, if you went and got a divorce, you both make $100,000 a year, right? There's still going to be, you're, you're not going to get away with just cutting it even. She's going to get half the house, or she's going to get the car, or something. You're going to divide it right down the middle. 
and these people that go out and get married, like this fucking dumbass that I used to be friends with, are blind. Because they're like, oh, I'm in love, and we've known each other for five years, or ten years, or... And then they end up getting divorced. And half of what they make goes to them. Goes to the other person. For alimony. And this fucking guy is... Oh, you're a hater. Again, he's one of those type people. You're a hater. Because you don't make fucking $100,000 a year and you can't afford to fucking spend five grand or two grand or... You're a hater. And whenever he's broke and whenever he knows what it's like, once he finally does get divorced because... Eventually, nothing against the guy, but... He's nothing special. And there's going to be somebody that comes along. She's going to get bored with him. And after, you know, 10 years, she's going to be like, oh, I want a divorce. Now, some people can prove me wrong. Some people have been together for 20 years, 30 years, 50 years, whatever. But if you can prove me wrong, if this motherfucker can prove me wrong, first of all, I don't care, honestly, because we're not friends anymore. But... If I had to come out of my pocket right now and make a bet, I guarantee you, he ain't gonna last another 10 years. And that's the thing. Everybody's rushing out to get married, get a house, get a car, live that fucking American dream. Especially if you're making 200 grand a year, you better be living that dream. While you got it. And that's kind of the scary thing is she's not investing her money together. They're not both investing their money to get a big ass house, you know, 400 grand, 200 from him, 200 from her. They get a big ass fucking mansion. They're not doing that. They're not investing, you know, 40,000, $60,000 cars. So that tells me that they're fucking broke. They're broke. You know, if you both make $100,000 a year and you don't have a good car, you don't have a good house, you're fucking broke. Period. I don't care who you are. I don't care who you are. Because the temptation is too good to pass up. Once you actually get that hard cash in your fucking hand it in your bank account and you see oh man I've got $60,000 in my bank the first intuition is going to be well let's buy a brand new car or let's pay off the rest of the house and then put $30,000 on a car this fucking kid and like I said I know he's still listening I know there's at least two people that are still listening that me and them aren't friends anymore they think they're better than everybody fuck them I don't care one of them um, I used to work with at the gas station and he's a traitor he was somebody that I used to be friends with we used to hang out every night 
can give me rides home. There was like one or two times where I went over to his house and played video games. And then eventually, when I got fired, the motherfucker turned his back on me. He blocked me on Facebook. He's two-faced. He's probably, he was probably the one that went back and told him that I called my boss a cunt. And I don't give a fuck. I really don't care. But at the end of the day, he's probably still listening to this podcast. So, can deny it, but and he, after hearing that, he might not listen to another one. Well, that's good, because I don't want fake fucking, you know, trash people. <laughs> I don't want to be associated with any of that. Whether you're listening to my shit, whether you're somebody I work with, I don't need trash people. So, mm-hmm. when it comes down to what you think you know is right, what you think is morally okay is not. And I've got more years and more experience than a lot of people. I'm 33 years old almost, and I get people that are 28, 25, 18 that try and talk to me about advice. And I'm like, dude, you don't have any advice that I can use. I'm supposed to be giving you advice. I don't know if it's the haircut and the beard that I just got that makes me look younger, but because I don't look like I'm 33. But at the same time, <laughs> it's crazy. Life has been crazy. I mean, you realize who you can trust, who you can't trust. There's been people that I've been friends with, like I said, for 15 years, 10 years. One of my best friends was friends with me for 10 years, and he ended up fucking my ex-girlfriend. You know, and then you get this guy that makes six figures a year, his wife makes six figures a year, we are friends ever since he was in middle school going into high school he just came to America he didn't he was a Russian kid he didn't know any fucking English really I mean he didn't know anything about music culture nothing he didn't know shit and I came along I helped him out and I got him to where the fuck he is I was a stepping stone to get him to where the fuck he is. And that selfish bastard has the balls to say, I'm a hater. I'm a hater. Who the fuck was there for you when nobody else was? When you lived in that lonely little fucking neighborhood and nobody wanted anything to do with you because you're the weird Russian kid. Who the fuck was there? Period. And who the fuck stayed with you for 15 years and gave you advice and was a friend to you when nobody else was? Through thick and thin. You know, it's nothing against me. And most people would blame it on themselves. But this fucking kid, this guy, is the true definition of trash. Period. Period. 
And see, that's another thing. Once you want, you ruin that loyalty and you burn that bridge. It's very hard to get back into that group. So, somebody that trusted you for 15 years and you end up treating them like shit, you end up abandoning abandoning them or stop talking to them or whatever. They're not going to be it's not going to be as easy to get back into their life. Let's put it that way. I had somebody that I thought was a brother, somebody that I thought was a friend, somebody that I'd known for 15 years, and you end up treating me like shit. You know, I'm not going to be right there at your beck and call. So, I don't know. For all you people out there, um, I don't know where you're from or where you grew up. There's a lot of people that listen from other countries. Um, but here in the United States, in the South, um, and when I say the South, I mean South Carolina, North Carolina, Texas, Florida, Georgia, Tennessee. Um, grits is a big part of southern cooking and basically what it is for for those of you that don't know is it's corn I think it's corn I'm pretty sure grains or corn that's ground up into little little chunks like not, not chunks but little pebble pieces or sand pieces really finely ground and when you cook them, it's almost like a potato, like a mashed potato consistency, usually. Now, some people like to add sugar in with it. Some people like to add butter. Some people get fancy and try to make put bacon in it or put garlic or whatever. But just butter and grits and salt is all you need. If it tastes too bland, and it tastes too boring and plain, like, you haven't added, an, added enough butter into it. So, don't be scared to add your butter in it. A lot of people are, you know, I don't want to have a heart attack, blah, blah, blah. And that's just the way with southern cooking, that's just the way it goes. When it comes to soul food, none of it's healthy. None of it's good for you. Fried chicken, you know, it's not good for you. <laughs> so, you know, double helpings of homemade mac and cheese with real cheddar and real whipping cream and shit isn't good for you when you overindulge. Um, that's just the way it goes. So, if you're worried about your health, you should probably eat a salad. But if you want to actually taste what real soul food tastes like, you got to be like Paula Dean and not skimp on the butter. So, when I was in North Carolina, living with some family, uh, terrible experience, really. I don't want to really get into that. But when I was there, that's what we had, especially in the morning. It was bacon, biscuits, and grits. That's it. 
that's all you got. And the bacon, biscuits, and grits was really... It hit the spot. I mean, after a while, it was kind of like having biscuits and gravy. In the Midwest, a lot of people have biscuits and gravy, or have a breakfast horseshoe, or whatever. But, after you're in the South, and you have some decent grits, you have some thick cut bacon, and some biscuits, it's, man, that's something that never really leaves your soul. So, another thing that you'll see that's very popular in the South is... A lot of people have deep freezers that are filled with shrimp and even if you're you know I was staying in a place that was probably an hour and a half to Myrtle Beach it was probably any way you go it was probably about an hour and a half two hours to get to the coast and still there was people that would go and they would fill up five gallon buckets with shrimp and by law you're allowed to have one five gallon bucket during the season I don't know if that's at a time or what but these people would go and they'd get fucking buckets and buckets and buckets you know the law says you can have one bucket and I know people that were going to get 10 buckets 20 buckets of fresh live caught shrimp and you can choose to sell them. You know, a lot of people sold them. But a lot of people froze that shit. They put them in their deep freezer and they've got a whole year's worth of shrimp. Off of one trip. If you get caught doing that shit, that's, that's really major time. But, or a really big fight. Um, but the thing is... The difference between getting that shrimp that they just caught, I don't know, you know, there's different kinds of shrimp, you know, there's tiger shrimp, there's so on and so forth, but they were big jumbo shrimp, and of course they still have the shell on them and the legs and all that, you gotta, you gotta break all that down yourself, but it's kind of like getting a deer or an elk. You gotta process that shit as well. So, at the end of the day, you take the heads off, you put them in a bag, or you put them in a bucket, whatever. Put them on ice. And if you don't get caught, I mean, fuck. You got protein to last you for the rest of the year. Maybe even next year. And... That was a big commodity down there. Even, like I said, you're two, three hours away from the shore. People, even where I lived, they had shrimp that was frozen that was fresh caught shrimp. And there's a big difference from what you get in the store to what you get out of the ocean. I know a lot of that shit is like farm-raised shrimp and whatnot. So that's maybe... The biggest difference but when you get wild caught shrimp they tend to come in you know if you find them right they come in a light gray color dark gray light gray whatever and then when you cook them you know they're cooked when they turn bright pink 
not orange. You don't want to overcook them. But as soon as the, the tail starts to kind of curl up, they're done. If the tail curls all the way up, then they're overcooked. So it's a very fine line to how to cook shrimp in the south. Same thing with grits. I mean, people, that, especially people that haven't ever had grits, they're like, oh, this is great. This is how grits should be. Never had grits before, but this is how it should be. And if you've never had them the way that southern people make them, then you're missing out. You know, same thing with fried chicken. If you haven't had true fried chicken, Nashville recipe, deep down south, you're not doing anything right. And another thing is they use turkey fryers a lot, even when they're making fried chicken. They're making river chips, they're making fried chicken, fried catfish, it's all in a turkey fryer. And even um, chicken balls, they used to call them chicken balls. And what you would do is you would get a whole chicken, put it in a stock pot, put it over a turkey fryer on a low flame and let that sit in its juices for three hours, four hours, five hours, let it slow cook down, add some chicken stock into it and it would, it would be, you know, once it reduced down and once it simmered down, all the bones and shit are still in it. So you'd pick around the bones and I don't really care for it I don't like it I don't like to pick around cartilage and bones and whatnot but it's pretty much like shredded chicken it's really kind of nasty to dig around all the bones but anywho they call them chicken bogs and I don't know you know it's a southern thing you go to a gathering you have a chicken bog, and it's basically boiling chicken in their own juices until it just falls apart. So, and people just pick around all the bones. So, anywho, um, I'm going to end up cutting this podcast short probably within the next 15 minutes because I, I don't want to get too close to the 55. 55 hour or an hour mark so yeah within the next five minutes really and I'm going to end up talking to a friend that lives in the Netherlands for a little bit and I'll probably end up hopping back on here and making another podcast I don't know but I definitely want to end this relatively soon because I don't want I don't want to get too far along and then it ends up the system fucks up and this whole podcast was for nothing and that's what was going on yesterday I think I told everybody about that I made one for an hour it didn't post
I made one for another hour, and after 50, 55 minutes, it was messing up and wouldn't let me post. So, I'm going to probably call it a night here soon, but if I don't make another podcast tonight, there will definitely be one tomorrow, and since I'm off work, um, but I might make one, I'm really about 85% sure that I'm going to make another podcast, so, just don't want to leave my friend hanging there, it's really cool to have friends in other countries, and the Netherlands, Holland, Dutchland, whatever you want to call it, is somewhere that I've always wanted to go. Belgium, you know, their food is great, their chocolate is great, beautiful architecture, you know. Um, so it's good to have friends in different places, but there's sometimes where I make content podcasts or videos and there's times where I don't get to talk to my friends that are in other countries they're kind of on different time zones so I have to keep that in mind and that's kind of hard to do anywho I guess she decided to um, just talk to her I took a little break and talk to her and I guess she decided to go to sleep I mean, it is like six, seven hours ahead, so it's one o'clock here, so it's probably about seven o'clock there, and the sun's starting to come up, and I know how that goes, you know, when the sun comes up here, even if I've had a long night, I'm going to sleep. I usually, when the sun comes up, I keep, I wear a hat and I just kind of pull it down over my eyes to where, you know, don't get the sun shining through. Anywho, I went down to Hair the Dog Barbershop and I went down there I told him that I wanted to get a... One on the sides and maybe a four on the top. And I wanted to get to fade. And he's pretty good. He's relatively good. Um, I feel like it could have been a little bit better. But he did a good job for a fade. And honestly, some people criticize it and they're like, oh, it looks just like a buzz cut. No, you don't know what a fade looks like, so. When you go from a one on the sides or a zero all the way to a three or a four on top, and when it's kind of blended in together and whatnot, that's a fade. But if you get somebody that just gives you a four on top and a one on the sides 
and doesn't blend it in, you're going to look like you got a chili bowl haircut. So, there's a difference. There really is. It's not a crew cut. You know, a lot of people think, oh, looks like a crew cut. No. When you go from a 1 to a 3 or a 4, that's not a fucking crew cut. So, anybody that knows what a fade looks like, understands. And it was $22 for a haircut. That's a good price nowadays. I mean, most people that give a fade, they're charging 30 bucks. 25, 30 bucks. And not only that, but while I was sitting there, when he was done, you know, mostly done with cutting my hair, he pulled down my collar a little bit. He put this neck guard or whatever on, you know, a little piece of paper towel around my neck. And I'm like, what the fuck is he doing? And then he started slathering on this... Um shaving cream this lather you know he started slathering on there and he started trimming my neck with a straight razor that's crazy as fuck it's crazy as fuck I've never had a straight razor done it scares the fuck out of me especially trimming up my beard or anything nah I'll do that at home but this guy did it for free and when he did it when he slathered it on and started shaving it was like all my worries went out the window because it felt just like I would normally shave it it felt just like a normal razor and I'm like okay I put a little bit more trust into you If I ever need to get some beard work done or get my line, my neck lined up or whatever. Yeah. Straight razor is really where it's at. Um, but for 22 bucks, that is the thing. He did that for free. He cut my hair. And I ended up getting like a trucker hat or whatever. I paid like 54 bucks after I tipped him. You know, I tipped him like seven bucks. Like, he did a good job. But if you go to Walmart and get your hair cut, or you go to <laughs> some mom and pop's fucking hair clips, or the great cuttery, or they're going to fuck your shit up. They're going to fuck you up. And they're going to charge you $22 probably to do that. Eighteen, twenty dollars, twenty-two dollars—it's all the same price. And when you go to the hair cuttery or whatever, and they fuck your shit up, it's worth the extra two dollars or four dollars or whatever. And <laughs> it's crazy. It's crazy. <clears throat> I don't. I don't. Um, 
I don't go to great clips or the hair cuttery or anything anymore. Because if you tell them you want a crew cut, they always end up fucking it up. And I don't know how hard it is to fuck up a crew cut, a military style haircut. It's not that hard. So, anywho, I'm going to go ahead and end this podcast. It's getting a 50 minute mark. 48, 50 minutes. I think I need to end this because about the 55 minute mark last time it started acting up. So, I might make another podcast. I don't know how long it's going to be. Um, but I will probably make another one. And till the next one, it was real. It was fun. But it wasn't real fun. So, deuces.